Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. For this inaugural episode, we'll explore the hymn Holy, Holy, Holy and talk with one of our music ministry participants, Renee Van Giesen. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. I thought it appropriate for this first episode of In Tune to explore the first hymn in our hymnal, Holy, Holy, Holy. It's my hope to provide interesting insights into this hymn and other hymns in the future, um, but don't expect an exhaustive hymn analysis. Um, I remember being in some uh, early meetings as this hymnal was being developed, and uh, one of its selling points was that Holy, Holy, Holy would be moved back to hymn number one, the hymnal that our church and many other churches like ours used previously, uh, published in 1991, had moved Holy, Holy, Holy to hymn number two and had put a responsive reading of Psalm 23 in the number one slot. Now, there's nothing wrong with Psalm 23, but I think we all had come to expect Holy, Holy, Holy to be hymn number one, the first thing we see when we open our hymnal. So uh, that was one of its selling points, was hymn number one is. Holy, 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 just like it's supposed to be. The phrase holy, holy, holy comes from Isaiah 6, where we see Isaiah's uh, worship experience and using that threefold holy. Uh, This hymn we sang on Trinity Sunday. Trinity Sunday comes uh, the Sunday after Pentecost and is obviously a celebration of God in three persons, Blessed Trinity, as the hymn says. The tune name Nicaea uh, is a tribute to the Nicene Creed uh, from 325 AD, uh, which solidified the church's doctrine in the Trinity. Uh, I remember as a child, as we look at the tune for this hymn, uh, I was my church had a um, hymn memorization program for children in our children's choirs. And I remember that you did not pass memorization of holy, holy, holy if you got the first, the end of the first phrase and the end of the third phrase backwards or wrong. Uh, Let me explain. The first phrase ends, Lord God Almighty, moving down on the last syllable. The melody moves down on the word Almighty. Then when we get to the third phrase, Uh, the end of that phrase stays the same. Merciful and mighty. And I remember our children's choir's directors uh, not allowing us to pass off on that hymn unless we had sung the melody the correct way for those two phrases. Uh, I think probably the reason why that uh, change works is that in the first phrase, Lord God Almighty, we go back up, Early in the so you've got um, just a small step there, uh, but it does make the melody line a little bit more interesting. Now, on the third phrase, uh, keeping that note the same at the end of that phrase sets us up for the big finish in the last line. Merciful and mighty God, and I think uh, going from mighty 
to God uh, gives us a really strong movement there uh, and sets us up for that triumphant last line. There's a lot more I could say about this hymn, uh, but that's enough for today. I will point you to a resource called hymnary.org, and that's H-Y-M-N-A-R-Y dot org, and there are some wonderful resources there uh, about Holy, 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 and so many more hymns. I hope that you'll check that out. The end of this podcast will include a recording of the Vestavia Hills Baptist Church congregation singing Holy, Holy, Holy in a worship service in 2019. I hope that it will bring you some inspiration, especially during this time when we're not able to meet together for worship in person. I'm going to be compiling a list of hymns for us to explore in future episodes of this podcast. So if there's one you'd like to suggest, you can email me at marty at vhbc.com. I'm very glad to have our first guest on the podcast today. I feel like um, our church is blessed with a wonderful music ministry with uh, diverse participants and uh, a number of folks, uh, and sometimes we don't always get to uh, know each other that well, and so I thought for the podcast uh, each week we'd have a conversation with one of our music ministry participants. So first this week is Renee Van Giesen. Welcome, Renee. Hey. Glad to be here. Well, thanks. Thanks for, for being the, the first guest to give this <laughs> a shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I had a few questions that uh, might help us all get to know you a little bit better. And um, so we'll talk about that and just have a, have a quick conversation. Um, I guess, okay. first of all, tell me a little bit about um, your work, what you do during the day. Okay. Well, um, I graduated with a degree in accounting from UAB. And for 15 years, I worked as a purchasing manor, manager, but then I decided to change careers, and I got my insurance license. So for the last 15 years, I've been working at an insurance agency, and I'm the office manager, and I handle all the documents for all of our commercial customers. Um, I also write a few bonds, life insurance, and other mm-hmm. insurance policies from time to time. But You said it was a commercial insurance company, is that right? Yeah, we do mostly commercial, mm-hmm. so um, I do certificates of insurance all day long. And, yeah. Um, but we do some other things, um, uh, personal lines things too. But Have, have you been commercial. working from home during this whole pandemic situation, or have um, you gone into the office? From the beginning, um, we worked at home probably for about six weeks. But we have a small office. There's just five of us, and each of us have our own office, so um, it's it's just it's easier to work from the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, yeah. I have you know all my things set up. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I prefer it. But we can work from home. I, we've got an app on the phone, and all I do is just turn it on, and the phone you know rings to my phone, and I can transfer it to whoever oh, I okay. need to. So yeah, yeah. Well, good. <sighs> And um, I hear you've got a family member in the background, and then yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you also have some human family. I do. I do. <laughs> Tell us about your family. So um, I'm married to Dan Van Giesen. Um, we got married in December of 2000. 
our wedding was the first wedding after the sanctuary was repaired from oh, the wow. tornado that was earlier that year. Oh, wow. Um, ironically, on that day that we got married, December the 16th, 2000, there was another outbreak of tornadoes. There was 24 confirmed tornadoes, mm-hmm. I guess, around the southeast. But there was an F4 that went through Tuscaloosa, and it mm-hmm. killed 11 people. And um, uh, Dennis and Karen Anderson told me when they got home, that a tree had fallen in their house. They came upstairs and said, wow, it really smells like pine in here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and there was a tree. So um, I was completely unaware that any of this was going on until after the fact. Mm-hmm. I just remember when we were leaving the church, I thought, wow, it's really windy out here. But everybody had mm. kind of shielded me, and I, did, I didn't know anything was going on. Wow. So, so you're um, coming up Dan, on 20 years. Uh, yes. That's great. It, so it's, it's easy to remember how many years we've been married yeah. since, <laughs> since we got married in 2000. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be 20 years uh, this December. So um, Dan is the part, uh, the receiving manager at Whole Foods in Mountain Brook, um, and he works really early hours. So mm-hmm. most days he works uh, 4 to 1230. So he is... Um, in the bed early and up early in the morning. Wow. Um, so that's why a lot of times you won't see him much on if there's something in the evening because mm-hmm. he's already gone to bed. But yeah. um, his latest hobby is um, witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, okay. So they don't come by the house anymore, but they send letters. So oh, they send wow. letters, and he is writing back to them. And um, he has. there's a couple that he works with that he's... Mm-hmm. Um, witness to also so um so that's what he does has been doing lately yeah. but um we are also the luckiest parents to the sweetest daughter lily um we became a family on september the 10th 2007 she was six months old mm. and we have been thankful every day that god chose us to be our her her parents because she is such a joy um She's homeschooled, so not a whole lot changed for her mm-hmm. during this. We just went we just went on as usual, so she didn't really know anything different. Yeah. Um, she comes to work with me and um, does her schoolwork, and then Dan picks her up um, when he gets off work. Um, she's like family to everybody at my office. Um, my boss, Russ Richardson, he even came to her baptism. So, um, she's, uh, 13 and will be going into the eighth grade. She plays piano and violin and flute and the organ. Mm -hmm. She has very much missed practicing the organ since the church has been closed. So she was working on a piece to play for, um, Youth Sunday, but didn't get to do that, unfortunately. I have to say um, that um, I'll be, you know, before all this, I would be sitting in my office and I'd hear somebody playing the organ and I was never sure if it was Lily or Beth McGinnis. (laughs) I had to actually walk in there to see who it was. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the compliment. Well, she loves it and Beth has been really sweet to help her, help her with that. Yeah. Um, but she has continued doing her music lessons on Zoom oh, yeah. um, through her school. So, um, and she has been writing poetry lately. This is a skill that we have discovered that she has. She'll she'll show me something that she's written, and I'll read it, and I'm like, 
you really wrote that? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking, okay, she found this somewhere and just wrote it yeah, out. Yeah. But, um, but she really, she enjoys doing that, and she's she's really written some good ones lately. So That's really neat. I didn't know that. Um, so tell me about your music background, and um, you're involved with the Sanctuary Choir and Handbell Choir at church, too. Um, but tell me a little bit about uh, your your music background. Okay, so um, I grew up taking piano lessons, and I went to a private school downtown, Advent Episcopal Day School. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't have a band, but we did have music class, and we played recorders. So when I was in the sixth grade, one of the contestants on the Miss America pageant played the flute. And I decided I wanted to learn how to play the flute, so I started taking flute lessons. Um, the advent ended at eighth grade. They didn't have a high school. So I went to Vestavia and I was in the band. I played flute and piccolo. I was also in the color guard during marching season. Um, uh, and then one year, um, some of the guys in the band convinced me to join the jazz band, which was a disaster. <laughs> I have zero skill at improvising, and I'm also not a great sight reader, um, at least on the piano. And I was very glad when that year was over because it was torture. (laughs) (laughs) It was really bad. So um, we're when I graduated, we're always our own harshest critic, though. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you but didn't. this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always envious of those people that can like look at the chords, you know, like G minor four or whatever, uh-huh. you know, and play that. I, I I can't do that at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when I graduated high school in 1982, Linda Griggs encouraged me to join the um, adult choir. Um, at that time, there was only about 15 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, the women's robing room was the entire choir room, um, and uh, Marlene was the director. Mm-hmm. So then in 1984, the church purchased a set of handbells, and I instantly fell in love. Um, my favorite hour of the week is when we practice handbells. Um, that, that, that hour, I just look forward to so much. So um, we started off with a three-octave set, and for the first couple of years, we actually had two choirs. One met on Wednesday night, and one met on Sunday night, and mm-hmm. I played in both of them. But we, um, that kind of panned out, and we just got down to one choir. Um, I took a hiatus from the choir while Lily was little, because um, I had to be home with her. Um, you know, she couldn't stay up that late. But when mm-hmm. she got old enough to stay up, I um, uh, came back. So I'm also a member of the Open Door Sunday School class. Dick Bodenhammer and Howard Finch are the teachers. And I attend the Sunday evening women's Bible study class. And Sanctuary Choir. And Sanctuary Choir, yes. For ever ever (laughs) since Linda Griggs invited you, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Well, and you've also... um, uh, been faithful to the handbell festivals. I think yes. you are. I've gone to all of those. Yeah. So, like I said, I just I love the handbells. So, um, and how uh, many festivals has that been now? Uh, at least thirty. Yeah, maybe. Um, it, it, 
there weren't festivals per se like they are now the first few years uh-huh. that we had them. Um, so it, it wasn't until maybe the fourth or fifth year that we had the bells that we started going consistently okay. yeah. to one yeah. um, around town. That's really great. Well, I know that uh, a few of you went back and polished the bells uh, last week to get them ready for when we're able to meet yes. together again. So that's uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll be able to use them. But yes. but yes, that is something that we've done <laughs> every summer. We've gotten together and you know had a little get together. And then polish the bells. So um, it actually didn't take near as long as I thought it would. It only took us about an hour um, to get it done. So good. But um, we were able to do that. Uh, I thought uh, for the the last question for these podcast interviews, I would uh, sort of reference John uh, ten ten. The second half of that verse says. Uh, I have come that they may have life. That's Jesus speaking. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have a abundant life. And so I thought it would be great for us to conclude each uh, of these interviews with the question, what is bringing you life these days? So um, it could be anything. Tell me, tell me what's bringing you life these days. So um, I've actually stayed pretty busy with work during this isolation. So it, when this first started, I thought, oh, I'm going to have all this time to do, get all these things done. And <laughs> that didn't happen. But um, I do have a hobby. My hobby is ceramics. So I have been doing this since I graduated high school, since 1982. Um, and it's the ones like your grandmother. You probably had a grandmother or aunt that did this. Um, I don't form anything out of the clay like Bill Bug does. It's it's a mold. You pour into it, and then I take it, and I fire it in the kiln, and then mm-hmm. either paint it or glaze it. So I've been doing that since 1982, and um, there were several years that I had a booth at Christmas Village um, Arts and Crafts Show, and there's several people around the church that have some things that I've made, but now I just do it for fun. Um, I make lots of ornaments and Christmas knick-knack kind of things. But the group of friends that um, we've been getting together on cheesy night for decades now. So it's as much therapy as it is creating something. So we have lots of fun, and we also help each other through tough times. Um, So um, I'm kind of an introvert, so I must say that um, I've— Part of this, I haven't minded so much <laughs> because I kind of like being alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and at times I can be very quiet and not talk too much. Um, and uh, I'm not much of a talker unless I have something to say. So um, on-the-spot speaking kind of gives me anxiety. But if I have time to write something out, I'm okay. But Well, I appreciate um, you uh, stepping out of your comfort zone <laughs> for this today. <laughs> but um, I do have some shows that I like to watch. So my favorite kind of show is um, like crime-solving mystery shows. I love BBC Masterpiece um, Mystery mm-hmm. Theater like Sherlock and Endeavor and uh, Granchester and Inspector Lewis, and but also like um, Bones and Castle 
and Bosch, the, oh, that's on that's a Amazon Prime mm-hmm. show. But and I, I have binge watched several of those yeah. since March. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, haven't, I, I haven't gotten the latest season of Bosch yet. I I know it's there waiting yeah, for me, but it's I very good. It I can't yet. wait for the next one. Yeah. So, but I I really enjoyed that show. It was very good. But um, and as you heard earlier, we also have four dogs. We have four. They're all rescues. Um, we have three Chihuahuas and then a Corgi Terrier mix. And um, so they are very spoiled. And there's always something. We have a big kind of sunroom with lots of windows in there. And we, we have lots of woods where, where we live. So there's always squirrels or deer or something for them to bark at. So mm-hmm. That's their, their favorite pastime. That's what brings them yes. life is the squirrels, yes. right? The squirrels. <laughs> They hate the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking some time out to do this today. And You're um, welcome. is there anything else you want to share with the the tens of people that will be listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everything about my life. <laughs> Well, good. Well, um, do tell Lily and Dan hi for me. I, I will. Um, you know, in our choir Zooms every week, uh, Duncan always looks forward to getting to wave yes. to Lily. So, uh, but thank you for, for being with me today and um, appreciate you doing this. Certainly. Well, thanks. My pleasure. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. We conclude this episode with the singing of Holy, Holy, Holy by the Congregation of the Vestavia Hills Baptist Church.